What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people. And each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people and another 10. We did not know each other. And we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. I refer first to the need for far greater public information. To the need for far greater official secrecy. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if we could have figured out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen. And here we are. You're wrong. Are you better off than you were four years ago? When I hear your new ideas, I'm reminded of that ad. Where's the beat? They're looking for help. They're looking for help. They're not looking for more of the same. When people lose their jobs, there's a good chance I'll know them by their names. When a factory closes, I know the people who ran it. When the businesses go bankrupt, I know them. Well, Governor, we also have fewer forces and bayonets because the nature of our military has changed. We have these things called aircraft carriers where planes land on them. And when we get enough money, honey, we'll bring you down. But their children were saved. And their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. So I went down and bought the newspaper and there was the big manchette that this has been sold along with 18 shops. The deal was done in such a way, a secret of the way, that nobody knew about it. The Greek Orthodox Church is one of Jerusalem's biggest property owners. But for its Palestinian congregation, the sale of any church land to Israelis is regarded as treason. This patriarch is a betrayer. I told him now, when Judas betrayed Christ, he went and committed suicide. He should go and commit suicide too. After the scandal broke in 2005, Mr. Dajani discovered that his secret buyers were a group of religious Jews. And so they went, how may I say it, behind your back? Yes. To the Greek Orthodox Church? Yes. So they've been after this property 10 years now, trying to get it from the Dajani family. Corruption involved? There must be somebody, you know, who sells... Uh, uh, his soul for few pennies, I think it was corruption. And I think now the Interpol is after him to get him to tell, to tell the real story. A former church employee is now wanted for embezzlement. And with accusations of the irresponsible mishandling of church property, the patriarch himself was deposed. But this scandal was not just about the selling of land. There were other, more fundamental issues involved. The hierarchy of the Greek Orthodox Church is almost exclusively Greek, whereas its congregation are Palestinian Arabs. For the last hundred years, they have been trying to take control of what they regard as their church and prevent the selling of any more Palestinian land. 
the people who are who are controlling the the patriarchate behaves as as uh, as as a national group, as a race group, that they are Greek and this is a Greek heritage and they, sh they should secure it. We just want to have our rights in this patriarchate, to be represented in this patriarchate. And also, we need this patriarchate to be a part of the situation in Palestine. And this church should be for the people, and the people here are suffering. In August 2005, in an attempt to resolve the crisis, a new patriarch was appointed. He has agreed to meet me. We have been struggling since more than 100 years. So I want you to ask him this question. He has promised us since he was elected that he will do changes in this patriarchate. But nothing happened. He promised us. Now two years, so if you can ask him this question. Patriarch, thank you very much for seeing me today. I'm very grateful to you for giving me your time. Do you find it understandable that some of your Palestinian congregation really believe that to have a vast majority of your congregation Palestinian and only a tiny proportion of the large number of senior clergy are a single Palestinian, they're all Greek, do you find that strange? Would you like to see that change? No, it's not. Uh, there is nothing strange. On the contrary, we have uh, brothers here from. Uh, uh, we have a good number of brothers from uh, the locals. Now we have uh, a bishop, and there was another one who passed away. Amongst and, how many? Uh, how many? How many uh, would there be in total? In total, it's uh, eighteen. Out of eighteen, one Palestinian. That's right. Yes. You don't understand the feeling of concern in the congregation that there aren't more Palestinians in the senior clergy, that they're all This Greeks. is not the problem. The problem is... They think it's the problem. No, no, I don't think so. Well, I can tell you I've spoken to some. They certainly think it's a problem. Well, it is said like this, but uh, I don't think that this is a problem. We are working on this. So, we have already started. Forgive me, but you know, can no, you give no, me some idea? Right. Is it one year, two years, five years? No, no, no. It's a millennium? A, no, no, come on. It's uh, very soon. We are working on this. Within a year or so, do you think? Less than that. Less than that? Of course. Some of your flock are saying to me that they're very unhappy at the way that the land from the Patriarchate has been managed, particularly since Israelis came here in 1967, and that these balances should be public. They should be transparent. Of course, it must be done. Well, this, you know uh, this, this is why... Uh, not yet, because I don't have full... Uh, Numbers. We are uh, in the process now just to to present uh, the revenues and the expenses, etc. Because it is very important. Don't forget that uh, this was uh, what has happened. It was part of the crisis of the patriarchate. So you think the moral image of the patriarchate has been damaged in this process? A lot. There was a great damage done to the image of the patriarchate. Corruption? Was that corruption? Well, it was uh, part of it. There was corruption. Of course there was corruption. That's right, yes. Right at the heart of Christian Jerusalem is the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the place where Jesus Christ is said to have died, been buried, and then rose from the dead. For the last 1,600 years, control of this church has been fought over by rival Christian groups. 
In an attempt to stop the violence, in 1767, the Ottoman rulers issued a decree establishing a status quo that divided the church between the various groups. Father Athanasius is a Franciscan monk who monitors this agreement for the Catholics. There are altogether uh, six uh, churches involved in the status quo. There are five that have rights within the church, and there's one church that has rights on the roof. But the status quo itself froze the situation at a given point in time. Exactly. That situation having been previously decided by the Sultan in Constantinople. It wasn't previously decided by the Sultan. What happened was the churches themselves were fighting over control of various shrines. Uh, at some stage or another, one church would have prevailed. Mm -hmm. For instance, this area here uh, behind us uh, called the Arches of the Virgin. We claimed that, and the Greeks claimed it. What happened was the Greeks gained control of it. There was real fighting? I mean, physical There was some physical, physical fighting, yes. Between there was the monks? Between the monks. Wow. Anybody injured? There have been injuries, yes. Killed? Not that I know of. Today, this status quo agreement is epitomized by an ancient ladder perched on a balcony above the church's entrance. This was used as a balcony. You see, in, uh, in times in which I think you couldn't enter or exit the church without paying tax, mm -hmm. taxes to the Muslim authorities, the, they would, uh, the Armenians would come out onto this balcony to get a bit of air. So the Armenians uh, keep the ladder there, I think, is proof that, that that niche is there. So this rather curious and untidy ladder outside is there to say this is an Armenian balcony. Exactly. The status quo agreement is an extraordinary, bizarre, and sometimes ridiculous system. But amazingly, it actually seems to have worked, and for the last 240 years. For all the fact that, you know, it may seem odd, for managing holy real estate, it works as a system. There are occasional problems. There are things that are difficult to resolve, but, but large parts of this church uh, there, there's no disagreement. But can what operates here, in this church, provide a clue as to how to solve Jerusalem's biggest, bloodiest and most intractable problem of all? Who controls the Temple Mount? The Haram al-Sharif. Right in the center of old Jerusalem, is a plot of land that is at the heart of the city's holiness and the source of its modern-day hell. For Jews, it is known as the Temple Mount, the site of the original Jewish temple built by Solomon over 3,000 years ago, rebuilt by King Herod and destroyed by the Romans, a place Jews pray to every day. For Muslims, it's the Haram al-Sharif, where the Prophet of Heaven. It was the original Muslim direction of prayer, and it contains the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque, one of the three holiest places in Islam. But for the last 40 years, Palestinians and Israelis have waged a bitter battle for control of this holy site. A solution to its future is Jerusalem's most intractable problem. If the world wants peace, 
They will have to tell the Arabs that they can worship all they want, but that the Temple Mount belongs to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem belongs to the Jewish nation. Every single stone of the Al-Aqsa Mosque belongs to Muslims, Arabs and Palestinians. Ownership and sovereignty. The Jews have no right to install any religious material in that place under the pretext of a Jewish religious claim. Trying to separate nationality and religion has become increasingly difficult over the intervening 40 years. Uh, on the Muslim side, uh, Islam has increasingly replaced nationalism as a defining ideology, uh, even among Palestinians, such that the site has become a symbol for both Islam and for Palestinian nationalism. It's become a site that's more and more a flashpoint for tension between uh, Israelis and Palestinians. On the 9th of February 2007, the latest episode in this 40-year battle broke out when an Israeli bulldozer began to excavate an ancient ramp leading up to one of the holy site's gates. The Mugrabi ramp contains the last remains of the Moroccan quarter, destroyed by the Israelis within days of their conquest of the city in 1967. Ever since, they have claimed it is a part of the city's expanded Jewish quarter. In February 2004, the ramp partially collapsed and the Israelis decided to replace it. Why has there been all the trouble over this? Okay, the, the trouble, we have to understand that any actions by Israeli. Thank you for listening to Public Access America, produced by Public Access Pod. You can find Public Access America on Twitter at Public Access Pod. Discover great new playlists on SoundCloud at Public Access America. Discover our catalog of vintage videos on YouTube at Public Access America. And finally, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. This has been Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 support your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.